0: In today's conquering codependency, God's way, getting rid of judgment once and for all with God's biblical principle of justification. Ready? Let's do this. of Treasured Ministries, the host of the Live Treasure podcast and of our YouTube channel. Hey, YouTube family, I am so glad to see you. And if this is your first time on our YouTube channel or our podcast, I want to give you a big welcome. You know, inside of this podcast and YouTube channel, what is our jam is teaching freedom from codependency through God dependency. Now, what is codependency it's really just depending on anything else uh, but god and for that reason all christians at some level will struggle with codependency but if you have had a past and a history of depending on people for your worth and value um, and for uh, all sorts of other things this is your channel i am not a psychiatrist I am not a theologian, don't have a seminary degree, but boy, am I a woman that God set free from codependency. And I want every woman out there to discover the truth so they can experience the same freedom and to live treasured. So let's go ahead and dive into what I want to talk to you uh, about uh, today. Um, I'm going to be teaching out of the book of Galatians um, chapter 5, but I want to begin by reading to you um, this excerpt from a book called Deeper by Dane Orton, and it is amazing. Ready? Anyone remotely in touch with reality walks this earth acutely aware of the deep inadequacy within, the sense of not measuring up. And we medicate that deep, nagging sense of insufficiency through the swelling bank account, the perfect face, the sculpted body, the number of social media followers, the reputation, the beautiful spouse, the famous friends, the sense of humor, the appearance of intelligence, the political outmaneuvering one-upmanship, or even the upstanding, don't miss this, moral resume. For all my codependents out there, that's you and I. We feel our nakedness and seek to be clothed by these things and accomplishments. We seek to be justified by these things. What we all tend to do is to walk through life amassing a sense of who we are as an aggregation of what we think everyone else thinks of us. We walk along building a sense of self through all the feedback pinging back at us. We don't even realize we're doing it. And when others are critical or snub us or ignore us or ridicule us, that builds our sense of who we are. It inevitably shapes us. And so we must constantly hold the gospel out before our eyes. And as that gospel becomes real to us, the need for human approval loses its vice grip on our hearts can I get an amen? Because we're no longer putting our heads down on our pillow at night, medicating our sense of worth with human approval. The doctrine of justification frees us not only from the judgment of God in the future, but also the judgment of people in the presence. Is that not the most awesome, profound uh, thing. And for a codependent, we depend upon people's approval like no other. And we use it. It is a coping mechanism for the shame inside of our life. It provides a measurement of who we are. And in addition to that, one other aspect uh, that Dane wrote about that popped out to me that applies to codependency is our moral resume. If we are volunteering out the wazoo at church and having our quiet time every morning and checking off the box, uh, off, the, off the list, many times we, we might be doing those things, which are all good things, but if we're doing them, so that we don't feel shame. <laughs> and the way that you know that is, if you're not doing them, are you filled with guilt and shame? Do you know what I'm saying? Are we doing them, right? To clothe ourselves of that nakedness. To use, to use these as measurements of who we are. We are all born into this world with a sense of not measuring up. And we find these measuring sticks. And for codependence, the two that I want to focus on that Dane gave in that list are this need for human approval um, and, and our upstanding um, moral resume. Um, you know, in the book of Galatians, Paul is dealing with this whole thing of circumcision. And the circumcision is not a bad thing, but it was being used as the measurement And the benchmark of if that person was right with God, of if that person had favor with God. Um, Listen to what Galatians 5, 2 says. Paul says this, if you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. Now, we can trade circumcision for any other measurement, right? If you're counting on what other people think about you to make you right with God, if you're counting on your moral resume, how many hours you've spent in your quiet time to make you right with God, then Christ is of no benefit to you. When you become a Christian, you're free. You are free from the judgment and opinions of others. You are free from ever needing to live up and keep the law perfectly. You already have righteousness because of the cross. You already have favor with God because you are his child and that's not anything we've done. It's everything that Christ has done for us. See, we're free. But many times, Even though we are free, and I know for me, I pulled my codependency coping mechanisms into my Christianity, and so even though I was free from needing other people's approval, I was still tied to it. Galatians 5.1 says this, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't Get yourself tied up again to the law. Now, we can make a man-made law out of anything. I'm a good person if people in church think well about me. It's a law. I'm a good person. If I do everything perfectly, it's a law. And there's a different way. There's a different way. And I want to ask you a question. What have you yoked yourself to? That is a measurement that says, hey, you measure up. Listen to that last sentence again. Um, that Dane writes, the doctrine of justification, which the justification is this. It comes from God through faith in Christ because of what Christ has done on the cross. It frees us not only from the judgment of God in the future, but the judgment of people in the present. We are free now, Galatians 5 1 says this it says, So Christ has truly set us free. So make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again. In other words, maintaining this freedom is a must. And that's why Dane said it in his book. That we must consistently hold out the gospel um, out before us. I love this. There's a scripture um, in Hosea. I'm going to put it up on the screen, but it talks about the fact that you know God's sap our strength. And any time I begin to feel weary and worn out, and maybe you're watching this and you're serving in church and you feel weary and worn out, could it perhaps be that it's because you've yoked yourself not to Christ but how much you're volunteering at church or maybe it is that you're tied to that human approval and you're worn out, could it perhaps be <laughs> that you've yoked yourself to something other than Christ or maybe it's your bank statement or maybe it's the fact that you love buying gifts for people but it's because you want them to love you so much, could it perhaps be that you've yoked yourself to a God that is less than the most high God. Well, in that book, um, in that passage in Galatians, um, Paul gives six reasons why you don't want to do this. And the first thing is, is that it's impossible. Um, in, In verse two, and I've already read that verse, but it says you have to obey the whole law of Moses. And so... Take the law of people-pleasing. If that were the case, if that what I was measuring myself by, then I would need everybody to be happy with me. If you're watching this and you are codependent, you know too well that one day you can be a hero and the next day a zero, and that is not a way. To live That's a way of anxiety, right? God wants you to live in freedom. Or, or maybe it is that it's through accomplishment. And so there's a fear of failure. Or could it perhaps be that it's through perfectionism? It's impossible for any of us uh, to live perfect. So the first w- reason why you don't want to do that is because it's impossible. Number two is that you fall away from grace. Verse 4 says, if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you've cut yourself off from Christ and you've fallen away from God's grace. I can literally feel it. It's like, you know, when I, know, when I, when I feel like I have static from hearing God speak to me, I have to ask myself, am I more worried about somebody else's approval than God? Where are you yoking yourself to? It's really an either or. You can't have both. You can't have um, a a little bit of human approval and God's approval. You choose who you serve and from that place experience freedom. Number three is that you waste a lot of energy and effort in the wrong direction. Verse 5, But we who live by the Spirit eagerly, Wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit to being circumcised or uncircumcised. What's important is faith expressing itself in love. In other words, (laughs) when we place our efforts by putting our faith in Christ and put Him first, we hear God And then that's where we put our effort in walking by faith and that will naturally express itself in love. But if we put ourselves in the other direction, right, in things that don't count like human approval on the outside, it might look like love for a while. But really, people-pleasing is selfish because we're doing for others to get them to like us. Um, Number four is that it holds us back from the truth. Um, Number seven says this, uh, verse seven says this, you were running the race so well, who has held you back from following the truth? You know, it can get so, um, uh, uh, we can confuse and complicate the gospel. And when we have any other God that we're serving, any other thing that we're putting before him, it can hold us back. That's why Hebrews says, let us let go of all those entanglements. Aren't you ready to let go of the entanglement of needing other people's approval? And then the other thing is that it steals your freedom. Verse 8, It certainly isn't God, for he is the one that has called you to freedom. Listen, when we put God first, it is the key to freedom. Why? Because that's where we're putting our trust. That's who's navigating our life. And he is a sure source of navigation. Of what we can rely on. Anytime we put it on something outside of God, we're using an external reference. And that will keep us yoked to something outside of God. Because what you bow down to, you are bound to. Who are you bowing down to? Fear of man or fear of God? And then number six, it becomes confusing. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teaching. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. It starts to get confusing. You'll hear a word from God, but if you're double minded, if you also need people's approval, see, it's like wearing two yokes and getting yanked around. And Paul says this, you've been freed from that yoke of needing people's approval, of needing to live the Christian life perfectly, of needing to have a big bank account or or measuring up to the world's standard. Now make sure you stay free Anytime you feel weary or frustrated or worn out, pull back with God and pray and ask him, what yoke um, am I carrying that has been uh, a confusion? And you know, in those verses, um, it says this, you were running the race so well, who held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God. You know, when I read that verse in my quiet time this week, the Lord really spoke to me and said, Eileen, you can't blame other people. It's your choice who you follow. You can follow God, and God is not asking you to have some outstanding um, church moral resume. God is not asking you to remain um, under the approval of every person. God is not asking you one iota to measure up to the world's standards. God says, I set the standard. The standard is righteousness. And I gave that to you through my son, Jesus Christ. And when you put your faith in him and trusted in the work in the cross, that righteousness was yours. You are mine and you are right with God. And so you don't have to waste energy on that anymore. You can take all that energy and pull back and have intimacy with me. And from that place, see the beauty of living treasured. Thanks so much for listening in today. And I'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye. i